0: Hey guys, this is Jeff
1: Finney. Absolute pleasure to be
0: here on the Punch Podcast. Hi, I'm Sky
1: Nicholson. Hey, I'm Nikita Azu. Hey, this is Eddie Hern. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. I'm Phil. This is shotgun, Tanner O'Connell. On the Punch Podcast. To the world. As we're doing a double fight week, tell how we like it. More of these, please. Episode 32 the Punch Podcast with Jaben. It starts for you now. And look, one of those fight cards we've discussed. Haney and Cambosis. We had Showtime Sean Porter on. You can flick an episode back. On to hear that one but today we are talking all about paro and jarvis and look we'll touch on haney and kambosis as well we're going straight to the top of the mat room tree today and here he is back into the punch podcast this is two times for him now might have to get your car park out the front eddie hearn welcome to the punch podcast thanks for having me this is going to be good i'm looking forward to having a chat to you today because look saturday night the first match room card is here in australia and what i'm seeing, it's looking awesome you
0: know, Today's a really really good card i mean Firstly, it's so refreshing to come somewhere where people are willing to fight people. You know, people are willing to take challenges. People aren't concerned about their own. Because a lot of them want to get the opportunity to fight on this card. And then you go on to the TV portion and we've got some really good fights. You know, every fight's a championship fight on the card on Saturday night. And I'm really excited about the main event as well. You know, I mean, Jeff Fennick rolled into town yesterday with Brock Jarvis looking like something out of Hulk Hogan. You know, absolutely <laughs> ripped to shreds. Like Liam Paro looks fantastic. 22-0 against 20-0. I, th- I think it's going to be a brilliant fight.
1: I love that you say that about Brock Jarvis because that's what I've been watching. I'm like, oh, what is happening? He's. No. I don't know what weight class he settles in eventually. I'm still trying to work that out. Maybe it's 140 for now. But look, I I can see him going up. I don't know. His body's a, a weapon. Yeah, is. I mean,
0: he's this is his eighth weight division, <laughs> right? And and he walks around. I mean, he looks. Yeah. It, not twice the size of Liam Pyro, but he looks he looks two divisions bigger yeah. than Liam Pyro, and he's going to be relentless on Saturday night. I mean, you only see him on. You know, he turned up yesterday, and Jeff Fenwick said, "We're not doing a workout." You know, we're not doing a workout. I said, yeah. "Oh, Jeff, come on, mate! Like everyone else has done it. Oh, right, well. literally, we're going to go in there and, and just do nothing." I was like, "All right," went in there, and he was like smashing the pads, like pushing Jeff Fenwick back for about ten minutes. In and, and you know what he's going to do on Saturday night? He's going to walk Liam Pyro down. He's going to try and beat him up and bully him. And it will lead to an unbelievable fight. You know, Liam Pyro is not a huge, devastating puncher. So he's going to have to really work to keep Brock Jarvis off him on Saturday night. But, you know, he's got the pedigree, Liam. He's a fantastic fighter. So it's going to be very interesting.
1: Yeah, I've been asked a few times, who's the favourite? And I'm like, well, Liam Pyro technically, because he's established at 140. But Brock ain't a slouch. And this is something where you could easily build a case for each fighter. And I guess that's what you're trying to do by putting on such a great headlining card.
0: Yeah, and I just felt like, you know, if you're going to come to Australia, we could have put them both on this card, but like against international opponents, like what's the point? You know, and I mean, look, you got Stevie Spark going in a couple of weeks at 140. He's got a massive opportunity against Montana Love. Mm. So, you know, Dempsey McKean, he's got a, a good fight and he's really shouting out for the big fight. Sky Nicholson going for her first professional title. And what about Tapia against Abdul Mayweather? Another great fight on the card, you know, and uh, beneath that, three fights, all between undefeated fighters, so can't wait.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Sky Nicholson as well, her first title fight, a Commonwealth title, which is good. Uh, she's pumped. She was really hoping that she could have some straps of some sort and you've got her in one, and how do you see that one? Obviously, she is on fire at the moment, so look, it's obviously yeah, looking good I, I for just,
0: her. I watched her uh, yesterday at the workout and she just looks like a completely different fighter to, you know, it's hard to believe that she only debuted in March, you know, <laughs> yeah. and now we're, we're in October. It's been, what, six months, seven months, and she's already fought four times, times—two twice in America, twice in the UK, and she's about to fight for her first professional title. But what I'm seeing and hearing in the gyms back in the UK is that she's dominating people and she's stopping people and she's beating them up, you know, which is all the things that you might not have expected from Sky Nicholson when she first turned pro we know that technically footwork, the timing, you know, she's got everything. But if those changes may take place, which I believe they will, then I think you've got yourself not just a world champion, but I think you've got yourself a global star in Sky Nicholson, you know, and and, that Saturday night, Christina Jacobs is tough. It's another all Australian clash. For me, it's not necessarily if Sky wins, it's how she wins. You know, if she can go in there and dominate this girl and stop her and make a statement. Sky's very ambitious. She's already talking about Amanda Serrano, Christina Cruz, and and they're inevitable. It's just when, you know, and it's just jumping in those fights at the right time. For me, it's three more fights before, you know, a world title fight. But, you know, don't tell her that I told you that because she's probably (laughs) thinking one or two, but... (laughs) The time will come, yeah. she's putting the work in and you know, you don't know where the ceiling is. And I think she's that kind of fighter that the ceiling might be really, really, really high, like pound for pound high. Yeah, so well. just let her develop physically and you know, I think you, you guys have got a big star on your hands. Well, the
1: rate that she's been fighting at the moment, like you said, four fights since March, you said she's only got another two or three, maybe four, who knows, um, before that wide title shot. Could that be next year, do you think, by the end of next year? Oh, definitely. Year? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah no, definitely. Definitely fight for a world title in 2023. You know, she'll be thinking sooner rather than later. I I think if she wins well on Saturday, then get back out in December, and then you know one early 2023, and then sort of early summer of next year. You know, don't forget she's also got her eyes on the Olympics. Yeah. You know that's still a big ambition of hers as well. I think sometimes that can change a little bit when you start unifying world titles, but she seemed pretty adamant that she wants to try and win a medal in Paris. So. I think she's in her head she's probably thinking, let's move quickly, become a world champion and then I can switch back and try and qualify for Paris. Yeah. But you know, we'll see what happens. She's mentioned
1: that a few times and she's pretty focused on trying to get that across the line. But we do look forward to seeing that happen. And Saturday night, I just that venue, the Brisbane South Bank yeah. Piazza, it's an interesting one and I don't even think there's been fights there before, I'm not too sure. But no, I can never see you never, guys never lighten that there. up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Never been fights there and I, when I was here back in June, I, I walked past the piazza and just thought, wow, surely why can't we just go in there? You know, <laughs> And the guy said, look, they don't allow boxing in there. It's never been done before. us. So that's perfect. It's like a gladiatorial amphitheater
1: yeah.
0: that's just made for boxing. And you know, we pushed hard and we got a lot of help locally as well. And they made it happen. And, you know, we've got, I know, a couple of hundred tickets left, but it will be completely full on Saturday night and it, the atmosphere will be brilliant.
1: I love that you're just out for a little walk, just do a bit of a recce. Oh, hang on. Now it's just chuck yeah. it in there.
0: <laughs> just, I know. But I was, sure, I was like, that's perfect. So sort of yeah. semi-outdoors, you know, overlooking the river, you know, it's going to be a great spectacle. And, and that sort of style of amphitheater seating mm. lends itself to a great atmosphere and a great environment for fight fans.
1: And it'll look great on DAZN as well. So when you sure. see the panning cameras or whatever else, I think it'll – It'll look really, really good, and that's something where we're definitely looking forward to seeing. Uh, and uh, plans to announce a second show while you're here, surely. There's a few in the in the yeah. works.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we need to bring a, a show of you know big existence mm. to Australia in time, of course, and and that probably involves, well, definitely involves a major world title fight. Yeah, um, could even involve an Anthony Joshua. We'll see how Dempsey gets on on Saturday. But I think our next show could be December or could be early 2023. Obviously, Liam Paro, if he was victorious, would put himself in a position to fight uh, Josh Taylor, who will probably vacate towards the end of the year. And I see Liam, if he wins, uh, fighting probably Teofimo Lopez for that world title. But again, Brock, you know, Brock's going to put himself in that position if he wins as well. So the aim is to bring those big fights to Australia. A lot of your guys seem to... And be happy to travel as well for big fights. But there's no reason, especially with the funding you guys get from from local government, that we can't bring those big names here as well. So Saturday is the start for us and, and hopefully the start of many.
1: Hopefully having Devin Haney in the country just for fighters at that level, it just puts it a bit more on the radar. Like it's doable. He's done it. It's fine. So hopefully even fights like Kambosis Haney is something that might've been out of sight, out of mind previously, but now it's something that they can do. So fingers crossed. It'd be good yeah. to, to get all those guys here. And I did hear you mentioned something about a, a world tour potentially for AJ, which would include Australia.
0: Yeah. I just think that now, obviously if the Fury fight doesn't happen, I think he's going to get active and busy and, to do that i'd like i love the idea of a world tour i mean we did it with chris eubank senior many many years ago and you know you think about the fights that aj can have obviously dempsey mckean in the in australia zile zhang in china you know he can come back he can fight in the uk of course he can fight in america and i think that's a pretty cool thing to do so you know for dempsey he's top 12 in the world with two governing bodies Really, you know, Corte's opponent, I think he's 18 and 1, 19 and 1, should beat him. And then he's waiting for that big fight, whether it's Dillian White, whether it's Derek Chisora, whether it's Anthony Joshua, you know, whether it's Philip Hergovich. We've we got so many heavyweights, Zile Zhang, like, so he's there or thereabouts. You've got Justice Hooney as well, you know, your, your other heavyweight charge. It's exciting to have a couple of guys in the mix at least. For, for big heavyweight fights
1: while you are out here are uh, you scoping a bit more aussie talent i know uh, last time you were out here to announce the fight which i found hilarious when i had stevie spark on this podcast he said that yeah. you drove to toowoomba and he goes i don't think eddie realized how far it was in the car
0: <laughs> i so- thought i thought toowoomba was about half an hour away, <laughs> and then three hours later going up some hill through some fog and i found this little gym brendan's gym you know and I always promised Brendan that I'd come yeah. when I was here. And you know, I kept my word, but I didn't realise I probably wouldn't have kept my word if I realised it was three <laughs> hours. But I just like Stevie Spark. You know, I'm I'm a bit of a softie with fighters that have never really been given a big opportunity when they've dedicated their whole life to the sport and have talent. Like yeah. I'm yeah, you know, I can't because of the size of the business I can't just help everybody but when I see someone like Stevie Spark and I know he's all action I know he can punch I know he's going to give you a great fight for TV I just thought I like this kid you know and I like Brendan and I'd like to give him an opportunity so we talked about Chris Algieri we talked about some of our UK guys and then the Montana love fight came up you know and I think Stevie Spark's pretty well respected you know I know Montana Love and his teammate, of course, they accepted the fight, but they know he's no slouch. And, you know, I saw Stevie yesterday at the workout, and he talks a great game. You know, he, he says, I'm going to knock him out. And I said, if you knock him out, you're going to change your life forever. You know, you're going to give yourself so many great opportunities to, to be in massive fights, and he's pumped. So that's part of our focus is not just bringing fights to Australia. It's to make sure that Australian fighters can move forward on our cards against some of our global talent.
1: Out of all the cards, like you said, was Montana Love an obvious choice for you? Because I would have assumed you might have put him on this card on Saturday night, but I was almost certain we're going to see him pop up on there after you uh, had spoken to him, but not the case. He is going to Cleveland. No,
0: I I think because he wants a big fight, I don't see that big fight in Australia for Stevie right now. I mean, look, I see him be the winner of Pyro Jarvis. I mean, look, if Steve Spark goes and beats Montana Love, the winner of him against the winner of, Brock Jarvis and Liam Pyram, it's a massive fight, you know, and that could end up even being for some kind of world title or world title eliminator, you know. So, yeah, we, we'd already kind of established the card and Stevie just wanted a big fight. So, America for him next.
1: Yeah, if you do get him on that rematch, because isn't it, it's the global uh, lightweight title, so that'd do a lot for rankings. Um, obviously, yeah. Liam's already there, but for Brock to win too, that that's, that's that's a pretty damn good carrot.
0: Yeah, and, and Liam's now number two. He's sort of fluctuating between one and two with the WBO. Yeah. So. Like that's what Jeff said. Jeff Fenix says, "I can't believe these guys have given us like the golden ticket to go and raid the division." So, like I said, if you listen to Jeff Fenix, this fight's over in two rounds, <laughs> you know. But it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a thriller.
1: Also, another one that you have got booked into, Ebony Bridges Shotgun Shannon O'Connell. You won the purse bids on that. It's locked into Matchroom. It's going to be on zone. Thanks for putting it on at 5 a.m. Australian time. (laughs) (laughs) But look, we got it done. You got it done. And uh, how do you see that one playing out?
0: A lot of people say, you know, two Australians, that fight should be in Australia. And I, I get that. But also, don't forget, Ebony Bridges is a big star in the UK, you know, and she's a big driver of numbers in the UK for us. And she's based in the UK. And she wanted the fight in the UK. So as the A side for that fight, you want to make sure that your champion gets the the hometown benefits really of, of not having to travel. And that's what we secured for her. It's a great fight. I mean, look, the build up's gonna be fantastic. Like and in the in the Australian fight community, it's kind of split. You know, some people obviously know Shannon, they want her to win, others you know Ebony, they want her to win. And the build up's gonna be a lot of fun for that fight. And it's a great fight. You know, Ebony's improved so much as a fighter. I feel like early on, she didn't really get the respect as a fighter. And to be honest with you, maybe her ability didn't garner that at, at world level. But she's a genuine world-class fighter now. And she's putting in the effort. Shannon O'Connell's been been there or thereabouts for a long time. But I don't see her beating Ebony Bridges, you know, especially in Leeds. You know, there's going to be 10,000 fans in there that all will be cheering for Ebony Bridges. It's going to be a very hostile atmosphere. And... Ebony's, you know, going to be very difficult to beat that night and, and they don't like each other. It's the facts, you know, and it's just going to be a great fight.
1: Yeah, the facts are what's going to make it awesome too. Like there is genuine distaste for each other. So that's what we love to see. Put him in and chuck a world title on it and boom, there's your spectacle. Out of your entire roster, Ebony would have to be up there with probably some of the more interesting... Um, let's say promotional uh <laughs> fighters that you've got she loves going to twitter she says some outlandish shit she'll run her mouth like nothing else she's very good at at um banging the drum there's a reason she's got a profile in leads because she's over there doing that yeah. how does she sit on the roster for you with uh everyone that you've got because she is uh, an interesting cat when she gets going yeah
0: she's got a big profile now obviously she's very well known um There's two sides to Ebony, I think. There's the side of building the profile and doing whatever she needs to 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 build that profile. But there's a serious side as a fighter, as someone that's left Australia, set up in the UK to... And you see that a lot. You know, I was talking to, to Sky Nicholson the other day about her sort of struggle for sparring over here, really. Like trying to get a last sparring before the fight. And it's just very difficult to find elite female sparring over here. There's some good female fighters over here, but sometimes, you know, ones might be a champion in division and they don't want to spar you, or there's just not the depth in talent. So I think when Ebony first came over, the perception was, and probably the perception from me was, you know, she's just sort of out there building her profile and how good she's going to be, and you know, she's not really got a lot of experience. and And honestly, the development of her as a fighter has been pretty impressive. Like the victory over Cecilia Roman was a dominant performance over a long reigning world champion so you have to give her credit and a victory over shannon O'Connell would be you know another string to that bow and then she wants to unify the division so I think she deserves credit really I mean like her don't like her I think you know most people in the UK do like her but I think you have to respect the, the work she's putting in and also the performance that she put in last time and the fact that she's better than than people believe and I think shannon O'Connell will find that out on December 10th
1: Yeah, well, she's definitely got that platform to uh, make that happen. And it'll be interesting to see um, Shannon fly over there and be in Leeds. I think she really thought that it might have been here in Australia and why not, but... I don't know if Leeds was a shock to the system, but it's probably good for her. Take her out of her comfort zone, put her there, and fight for a world title. Then you've you've earned it. But that's really winning one when you do that, like Devon did to George the first time, right? So I don't know. I reckon it'd be awesome to have Shannon O'Connell over there as well. And apart from the five a.m. wake up, uh, look, I'm, I'm I'm all right <laughs> with it. Hey, uh, while you are out here too, Devon Haney, George Cambosis. The rematch, that's on. Are we going to see you uh, in center ring after the fight with a new deal for Devin Haney? <laughs> because he was yeah, only away no, for two think,
0: fights. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's time. Um, That fight's come around so quick, yeah. you know, and it hasn't got the profile of, of the first fight for two reasons. One, Devin won the first fight easily. And two, George hasn't said anything <laughs> this time. You know, he's gone completely under the radar which is a nightmare promotionally, but it's something that he feels he's got to do because he is just focusing on winning the fight. He has to win the fight for his career. Um, I don't see anything but a shutout victory for Devin Haney again, in all honesty. like There's nothing in the first fight that shows you that George can beat Devin. Um, Devin's going to box a very safe fight again, and I expect him to win the fight on points. So we'll see. We'll talk after the fight um, and, and see where he goes. But you know, I'll find a way to tune in Sunday morning, somehow, some way for that one.
1: You might, uh, you and the winner of Para Jarvis might be at the casino in Brisbane still, and just be able to get it from the tab in the in the sports bar, still exactly. partying with yeah, the belts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> cause, exactly. And and I think Devin will move to 140 as well like yeah. after this fight. So, you know, who knows? Could could be the winner of our fight, ends up fighting Devin anyway.
1: Was the date changed? Because originally your matchroom fight on Saturday night was mm. scheduled for September. You moved it to October 15, the day before the undisputed fight in Melbourne. Was that tactical to make some audience while it's all happening here? or was Not that really. It was more about
0: venues. Yeah. You know, it was... Um, and so much volume and liquidity of, of shows here. I mean, you've literally got a show every week. That's a bit going on. So we came and we planned to do it sort of end of September. And then we couldn't get the the, the venue in the Gold Coast. And then, you know, the piazza was full until October. And, and I just wanted to do it right. You know, I wanted to make sure that we got the right venue and, and we've got it October 15th. But it's, it's worked pretty well. I mean, I saw a big article in the Sydney Herald um, that sort of said, it's just a massive weekend for Australian mm-hmm. boxing. You know, big show in Brisbane, big show in Melbourne. And that's really a, a, a great example of where you guys are at right now with boxing. There's loads of it. And you've got some good fighters. And that's why I'm not wasting my time coming here. You know, with all due respect, I'm, I'm a busy guy that's got big ambitions for world boxing. And I wouldn't be flying over the other side of the world to promote a show if I didn't feel like there was potential here, not just for boxing, but in terms of talent. So, you know, I'm excited and and I've had a great reception here from people. There's a great feeling of people who want to see the sport succeed here and, and that makes me feel great.
1: Do you think it's uh, really possible? I know you say it, but in what sort of time frame do you think a Canelo Alvarez could be here?
0: Um, I mean again, it all depends on opponents. Look, yeah. if Tim Zo was already at one sixty eight, I think he'd start talking about that fight now. Yeah. You know. And again, Anthony Joshua, you know, is Dempsey McKean a viable, credible opponent? See how he looks on Saturday night. And I think that those guys, Canelo Alvarez, Anthony Joshua, they've all got ambitions to fight globally. Yeah. And AJ's done it already and Canelo Alvarez has, but wants to go to more territories as well. But I think if the market continues to to grow and their funding is available from, from state governments... Why not? You know, you've seen Manny Pacquiao here. Obviously, you've seen Haney Cambosis on a smaller level, but you've seen other big fights here. And that's the aim, is to build the sport big enough to see big names come here and defend their title.
1: Actually, speaking of Canelo, I watched uh, something the other day, just a bit of a tour of his ranch. Have you been to his house? It's uh, yeah. phenomenal.
0: Unbelievable. Have you been yeah. in the
1: quad yeah. car thing that he's got? Yeah.
0: I had it oh I went I went we had a, I had one of the great nights of my life at Canelo Alvarez's ranch in Guadalajara. Yeah. You know there was a lot there was a lot of tequila, there was a lot of karaoke. Yeah. There was some horse riding, there was some quad biking. <laughs> it was uh he's just such a normal down-to-earth guy and like it's amazing what he's achieved from where he's come from, you know? And uh he's great company. And yeah, he's he, I wouldn't call it a home. I'd rather call it a sort of hotel resort. Yeah. You know, or or, or or its own town. You know, it's it's an amazing place.
1: He's one of those guys where it's like, oh, if I won Lotto, I'd do this, where most people don't if they've got that sort of wealth. But he's gone and bought all the toys. He's gone, yeah, yeah. He's,
0: yeah. he's really he living it, yeah. it up. And, and, you know, when you're seeing him on a horseback, you know, with, with no saddle sort of riding through, <laughs> and you're just thinking, please don't come off that horse, whatever you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so <laughs> he's, uh, no, he's a great guy.
1: Yeah, look, well hopefully we can get some more matchroom announcements for you soon. We're looking forward to hearing those. Uh DZone, grab the app. You can check out the show uh, on Saturday night. It's gonna be phenomenal, it's gonna look phenomenal. Uh the team are good, ready to go, I'm assuming. Everyone's set.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we've got Ben Damon, we've got Jeff Horn, we've got Stevie Sparks jumping in on, on the broadcast as well. So the production will look great. Yeah, tune into DZone on Saturday night and, and let us know what you think. You know, we wanna we wanna make sure that we produce quality, we wanna make sure that Australian fans feel like they are value for money mm-hmm. and as i said from start to finish i really believe you know you, you've got a fantastic card on Saturday
1: well there you go jump on the zone get it and uh, we'll see you there Eddie Hearn thanks for stopping by the punch podcast and uh, i'm glad you got the memo and just so you know your fashion's great
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right mate thanks for having me on see you soon
1: If you're wondering what the clothing memo was there, we are dressed exactly the same for that entire chat. So uh, thank you, Eddie Hearn. Look, a plain black tee, nothing special, but you can check it out if you do want to stop by the Punch Podcast YouTube channel. There'll be a link in the description of this podcast. So click on that and you'll be able to see uh, some events from today and some previous episodes as well, including Showtime, Sean Porter and Liam Paro for now. So that bit of the business is growing slowly, but it's all about the podcast. As we know, that's why we're here. Enjoy a massive weekend of boxing. Get the DAZN app, D-A-Z-N, if you're not quite across that one. It's probably sitting on your TV in their app store. You've obviously got it on your phone or your laptop as well. So get on there. It's only like 14 bucks, and you'll get this entire fight night, which is world class. They are the best in the business. They're as good as anyone, if not better. So, uh, you know, you're in for a great show. So, jump on there and check that out. Obviously, Eddie Hearn at Eddie Hearn on Instagram and Matchroom Boxing on Instagram as well. And MatcherInboxing.com for the full lineup, the full card. And good luck to Sky Nicholson, Dempsey McKean, and all the other Aussies uh, on this card. Plus, the Haney Cambosis weekend as well. So, this is going to be a phenomenal card. That's on Sunday. So, Saturday night for Dazone. Sunday on Fox, KO, main event, the whole deal, Devin Haney, George Cambosos, the undisputed lightweight championship of the world, and a huge shout out to obviously the Maloneys, Shanika Johnson, there's a full card there of stars as well on the undercard, so good luck to everyone, I'm heading down to Haney versus Cambosos as well, so I'll stick a mark in as many faces as I can and try and get you guys uh, some inside info from the fights as well, so uh, thanks for tuning in, have a flick back through, there's a ton of episodes if this is your first time uh, all the stars are in the list of episodes. So have a scroll, see who you like, have a listen and share it, like it, comment, subscribe, do whatever you need to do. But thanks for listening to The Punch Podcast.